doing today, Becky? How was your week? It's been pretty busy, but really happy to be here. I have had a lot of exams. I'm exhausted. And honestly, being growled at while we were walking in here did not help. Okay. Yeah, we had a little incident. Um, It was also a really low growl. It was under his breath. It actually made me very uncomfortable. I just I, can't I really... believe we were growled at. <laughs> like... I mean, I really wish I got the chance to respond, but I think I was just so shocked that like a grown man actually growled at us. So, Becky, what are we talking about today? It's our second episode. What is on the table? So we want to talk about the music industry. We feel it's really important that we talk about the misogyny that has kind of taken over pop culture in recent years. Sex and music is such an interesting topic. We could spend an entire podcast talking about it. So one episode doesn't really do it justice. But we do have a few topics to talk about today. Let's start off by discussing how different the music industry is today versus eight or ten years ago. So if you look at the Billboard Hot 100 charts from 2009, 20 songs or so were a pretty 50-50 ratio of female to male artists. And if you look at 2017, there's no female artists until Cardi B at number 24 with Bodak Yellow. So why is that? I mean, when I was younger... My whole upbringing was influenced by pop culture and by pop music, and most of that was through a ton of the women who were on the Billboard Hot 100. When I was eight, I was screaming Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga's music videos, the poker face music video changed my life. I was living Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, Christina Aguilera was there around, Britney Spears was still popping in and out. I've always wanted to spray whipped cream out of my boobs like that's just kind of a fantasy that I've had since I was a little kid who hasn't yeah honestly even then so I think the overall theme of music when we were younger was female sexual empowerment correct me if I'm wrong let's look at some of the songs that were in the top in the billboard top 100 in 2009 all right poker face poker face is about bisexuality a lot of people don't realize that But that is a song about female sexual empowerment and about bisexuality, number two on top of Billboard. I feel like a lot of people don't realize the deeper meaning behind Lady Gaga's songs. They really don't. There are so many deep meanings. We have Beyonce with Single Ladies. She's empowered. She's singing her song. I love how we just skipped over Taylor Swift and all of (laughs) it. <laughs> Wait, okay. Wait, no, I don't suck. I'm just, I just feel guilty because she was like my first concert when I was eight years old. I don't even like Taylor Swift. I literally got dragged along. I, I didn't mean, know any of the words. It was so awkward. The tea about Taylor Swift is she's singing, she is there, which is important. I mean, she's number five on the Billboard year end chart in 2009. So she has a presence. The females have a presence. I just don't think that her music was really about empowerment. It was kind of cutesy. Yeah, it was cutesy, very poppy. At that time, it was really country, actually. But also, her music heavily relied on men. Yeah, like, it wasn't, like, empowerment away from men. It was, like, being intertwined and, like, reliance on men. Okay, but at the same time, I feel like like it's also a double standard to hold her, to, like, shit on her so much. I feel like Taylor Swift constantly gets shat on for writing so many songs about men. And it's... Like, meanwhile, okay, I, I nothing about against Ariana Grande, but why is it that she 
like somehow is held to a different standard than Taylor Swift. I was just thinking that her new song "Thank You Next" that just came out is literally about all of her ex. And I love it. I love it. Oh, I love it. And it's going to be number one next week on the Billboard. Maybe it's no because she doesn't her. trash her exes. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's the difference between Taylor I mean, yeah, and Ariana. Thank you. Next was kind of like, it thank was, you for teaching me. On to the next one. It There's wasn't a lot negative. of truth to that. I appreciate that so much. I love that song. Damn, Soldier Boy, Kiss Me Through the Phone. This is just like a trip down memory lane looking through these Billboard charts. But we had a Hot and Cold by Katy Perry, Circus by Britney Spears, <laughs> Party in the USA, Miley Cyrus. Waking Up in Vegas, Love Game, Love Game. That is literally just about sex. Sexual empowerment. Let's have some fun. This beat is sick. I'm going to take a ride on your disco sick. That is female sexual empowerment to a T on the Billboard Hot 100. So in 2017, I would say the the Billboard charts were just dominated by males. Do you feel like in 2018, female artists have kind of resurged? In the popular scene. Yes. And that yes. is the really interesting Same. thing going on right now. We've been stuck in such a shift from female sexual empowerment, female dominance of the chart into this very murky, very, uh, the territory, it went from like very pop radio friendly music to a pop culture that is heavily influenced by rap. And a lot of times rap male artists who we're not being very friendly to women, very friendly to gay people. And so the whole culture shifted around in music. And I feel like we are really breaking out of that right now. The thing is, I feel like it's a difficult issue because I was like, I grew up on Eminem and I know he has so many, he has so many homophobic lyrics. But mm-hmm. the thing is, I feel like where does it draw the line from fantasy to straight up like homophobia and misogyny? Because Eminem has also come out and said he's not anti-gay or homophobic whatsoever so i i just feel like um the normalization of it is the problem does that make sense yeah but you cannot go uh, um and scream the f word on your songs and say that you want to kill gay people on your music and then claim that you're not anti-gay i agree That's the tea on that. see i agree but the thing is he's not anti-gay it's the fact that he was like that was like totally okay to put on an album in the first place you know what i mean that's true that's true no one really questioned it i mean gay people questioned it i mean but no one really was with us i feel like that has a lot to do with white privilege honestly i feel like if like i feel like if a black artist did that he would get a lot more hate i feel like it's because eminem it's just like a goofy white guy like that's how he was kind of portrayed yeah you know like a lot of nonsense like i feel like and there were a lot of really violent lyrics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just going through the 2017 Billboard charts, like I said, there's nearly no women on this chart. We have, as a lead artist, we have Cardi B. We have Rihanna. We have Taylor Swift. Ariana. So there's really 10 females out of 100. That's such a big departure. Oh, my God. Wait, that's actually really disturbing. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> Where did all the women go? Where did they? The good thing is they're coming back. I mean, we have Cardi B now. Let's talk about Cardi B. (laughs) She's such a queen. I agree. I actually, like, appreciate how honest she is. Honestly, I feel like she's a voice for a lot of, like, not, like, a voice for a lot of women. I can't say a lot of women would, like, have 
the shamelessness to that she does. Like I admire it so much. I wish I could replicate it. But, but like, she definitely is breaking the mold of what mm-hmm. a female artist can be. Exactly. Like she has like she constantly talks about getting dicked down by her man and you know what good for her like i'm so happy for her and And she's not ashamed of her past as a stripper she said i got to do i had to do what i had to do to get my money now i'm here and i'm not ashamed of it and that's what i did i would say she's a a more positive role model but also a counterpart to all the like male figures in hip-hop who kind of do the same thing like they talk about bitches she's talking about her husband offset so men (laughs) especially Teenage and college men, they love rap. But the second a female raps, it's all over. She's trash. She's terrible. She's a hoe. That is so They don't like true. Nicki Minaj. They don't like so Katy true. Perry. I'm sorry, not Katy Perry. They don't like Cardi. Cardi B. No male I, would get, I know likes Cardi. I would get into so many fights with guys about why they don't like Cardi B. And I'd be like, why? And they'd be like, she's trash. And I'm like, well, she can rap. No, she can't. But the T is Cardi doesn't write her raps. So let's not get into that. Okay, but are we surprised by that, really? <laughs> but Nikki, Nikki can rap, and she writes her own raps. Nikki is actually really talented. She went. She has a ton of musical theater training. Speaking of Nikki, I don't mean to read her, but I mean to read her. Is it the 6'9"? She six, nine? absolutely Oh, my God. Is. Nuh-uh. Absolutely Ew. it Ew. is. She featured... 6ix9ine. Let's talk about 6ix9ine right now. Okay. This man is a terrible, terrible man. I mean, he has what almost faced jail time. So it brings us to a really valid question about music, morals. It does bring up a dilemma. Do you listen to an artist who's a per- who is a shitty person? Do you? I'm going to be the guilty, par- the honest guilty party here and say yes. You listen to 6ix9ine? Oh my God, no. Oh my God, I thought you said you what? did. <laughs> Excuse me. So you don't no. listen to 6ix9ine? Do you listen to Chris do, Brown? Do I, seem, do I seem like someone who listens to Chris Brown? Well, I mean, this is a very relevant question. He just had some song that came out that was pretty popular. Every time it was played at parties, I got oh, freaky, so uncomfortable. Freaky Friday. Freaky Fridays. I got so uncomfortable. Wait, me too. Why are we listening to this man who is a terrible role model, a terrible person, an abuser. And he's, okay, so I think people have let him off the hook because he's come forward as well about his anger issues. And, like, this, he was abused as a kid, so that influenced, like, his negative behavior now. And the thing is, you know, a lot of other rappers, there is something to say where the abuse becomes the abuser, but that doesn't mean it's okay. You know what I mean? It's a It's a complicated issue, but I feel like, I feel like people don't understand. People don't think that deeply about it. I mean, like we do, but people aren't overanalyzing like mm-hmm. X and like Chris Brown's they trauma aren't. in the past. Like they just think yeah. it's straight up okay. Good music. They think that it's guys good music. make mistakes. Guys can beat women and be forgiven because they're talented and good dancers and attractive. I mean, I don't really judge people who listen to the music. I'm just kind of like, I'm not going to give them my money. You know? No, exactly. I get it. You think it's good, and I'm, I'm like trashing people who. Like Chris Brown and Six Nine, but to be <laughs> honest, I still listen to Nicki Minaj, even though she collaborated with Six Nine, because some of her music is just so bomb. So I get it. Well, if you like, like, if you're tied to the artist, it's hard to not listen to it when they have good music out. But are we gonna support them and give them our money? I'm not gonna give Chris Brown my money, or at least like not hype them up so much. I feel exactly. like the whole X thing turned into almost like 
did he do it versus did he not? You Which know what I did. mean? It's like, it's not like people didn't like acknowledge the issue. Okay, yeah, those tapes that came out. Okay, so anyone who said that X didn't beat women, which there was obvious evidence that he kidnapped and tortured his girlfriend his fans didn't really acknowledge the mistakes he made they yeah. were like x is innocent x is innocent okay you can like his rap but acknowledge him, as a, what he was as, doing. acknowledge him as a screwed up person you know what i mean i guess the first step because also like at the same time just straight up villainizing people who listen to six nine and x isn't the right approach either because they're just gonna get defense i feel like that's kind of having a superiority complex you know i'm not trying to come at people aggressively i just wish people understood are being very critical of rap right now which is justified i think the hip-hop industry and the rap industry is extremely homophobic is extremely misogynistic agree in general there are very good rap artists out there who are not however we can just as easily go after pop music people like maroon 5 robin thick yeah i love the way you enunciated that name i don't love robin thick though well, let's talk about Maroon 5. Oh. A lot of you guys have heard the song Animals. I mean, it was a really, really popular song. I'm sure it was in the top five of Billboard. But when I was researching for this podcast, this was one of the songs that just kept coming up and up as a very rapey song. And I never thought about this song in the way when I started to read the lyrics. Let me read you the first lyric. Hit me. Baby, I'm praying on you tonight. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Honey. Hunt you down, eat you alive. What? Just like animals, animals, like animals. Wait, Maybe that's... you think you can hide. I can smell your scent from miles. Just like animals, animals, like animals, animals. Oh, so a woman's a piece of meat that's to be preyed upon. But the thing is, no one even notices it because of Adam Levine's, like, his singing voice. I was like, so shook. Yeah, when I read the lyrics, I never even listened to the song like that. To be honest, like me neither, solely because of the way he sang it. And like you reading them out loud, that's actually disturbing. And what the hell? Let's talk about the music video, it's which so, I also watched. It's so ingrained in our culture, I straight up didn't even notice. Yeah, the music video is Adam Levine in a bunker with all these pictures that he stalked this woman and that he keeps following around the street. And also there's a bunch of dead animals that he like has carved up in the bunker so there's meat hanging from the walls this is a wild music that is wild first when does a song go from a fantasy to really creepy okay because honestly if this is their expression and they're talking about like oh you know i just want to like follow her every move what if this is hyperbole okay this is music this is art is this hyperbole is it not see i feel like one line like one goofy line versus an entire song about preying on a girl yeah that's a i mean that's drastically different you know what i mean i'm just so interested they didn't shy away from it in the music video they just embraced it and i don't understand why that that didn't stop like why did nobody stop to think and be like maybe we shouldn't make a video about stalking a woman wait that's actually like shocking to me too because i haven't heard that song in what like eight years i don't i don't know when it came out i am not a maroon 5 super fan i question anyone who is honestly because they're probably the most vanilla band i've ever listened to (laughs) oh my god t but anyway it's just so blatant that a woman is being compared to like a piece of meat to be you know what i mean how did how did this fly 
I really don't know how it flew, but it's not flying anymore. I don't like it. And we're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but everyone knows Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke featuring <laughs> Pharrell. Not a great song. Was a great song, everyone thought, for a really long time. And then we started reading the lyrics again. And it is one of the most rapey songs out there. Really inappropriate. Has no concept of consent in the song. It's basically like, I want you and I'm going to get it at all costs and you're not going to have a say in it. After that song came out, him and his wife divorced. Are we surprised? What a queen. Honestly. I mean, it's just a really disgusting song. I get it. You can want somebody, but you don't need to be singing about how no matter what, I'm going to come get you and we're going to get drunk together and I'm going to like uh, take advantage of you. Though that's not really something that you should be telling people you're fantasizing about. I- that's rape. I feel like at frat parties, I can't help but think that people are, like, living out the fantasy that they're literally hearing yeah. in the background. You know what I mean? These like, songs have consequences. I feel like I've been in rooms, like, in frat parties where deadass, it's people hooking up. And, like, I can't help but worry that, like, girls feel kind of obliged to hook up with someone. Like, one time a frat straight up cleared out. And it was, like, couples. And I... I remember there was a guy who was literally praying for girls because he was praying. He was like, he was literally lurking. And luckily my friend, shout out to Isabel, blocked me off and protected me. If people are growing up and hearing these lyrics, I'm going to get what I want. I'm not going to ask for it. I'm just going to do it and that's going to be okay. And they're going to think that's good. That's what they're going to do. And this is when, this is also, I mean, it could have consequences for them. Like this is kind of when, this is like an age where people are finally starting to take notice But at the same time, there's so much work to do. Like, I feel like kind of the common citizen is taking notice. But what the heck is happening with our politicians? I mean, we could we could talk for an entire podcast, but instead we're going to focus on music. Yeah. Okay, for our last song, we're going to be discussing. This is a very interesting situation. It is Do What You Want by Lady Gaga featuring R. Kelly. A lot of people have their own interpretations of this song. Forewarning, I am a Lady Gaga super fan, so that's going to bias any answer (laughs) that I'm explaining tonight. But a lot of people have interpreted this as a rapey song because it features R. Kelly. That's a huge issue. Why did they choose to put R. Kelly in a Lady Gaga song? Was it Lady Gaga's choice? I mean, I can tell you I would bet a million dollars it wasn't i mean she's a sexual assault survivor she's very out and open about her surviving sexual assault not to mention the song came out before everything broke really about wait she apologized for doing it she didn't really apologize all these allegations about r kelly and his abuse of women and inappropriate conduct with women surfaced when the song broke so she cut him off the song put christina aguilera on the song beautiful duet sounds amazing It was on the radios everywhere. The thing is, the actual lyrics are not rapey. But I can imagine that people interpreted it since R. Kelly was on the song and people knew that. Yeah. Also, I feel like people were like quick to villainize Lady Gaga for it, which is just really odd to me. Gaga was the one who had to apologize for it, not R. Kelly. That pissed me off. Why? (laughs) But the some reason it was Lady Gaga's fault for what R. Kelly did because he was on her song before she understood all these allegations. Yep, it also happened. Like Yeah, and she got rid of him off the song. 
what kills me is this song has such a good meaning because Lady Gaga all her life has been attacked for her body image, for her nose. She's too fat. She's too skinny. She doesn't look good. She's ugly. This song was about how you can do whatever you want with my body, but you cannot have my heart and you cannot have my soul and you cannot control my mind. To me, that is the ultimate empowerment anthem. And it just sucks that R. Kelly it. just got kind of like dropped from such a, damn. I feel like that song also kind of lost, it fizzled out. I mean, like imagine if people understood the meaning behind it, I feel like it would have been so much more popular. Definitely. And promoting like a positive message. Oh, wow. I actually thought that's, I remember hearing that song and thinking it was disgusting. So yeah. Maybe because of R. Kelly. I will not, I refuse to listen to the R. Kelly version. I only listen to the think, Christina Aguilera version. I think in the media is just blatant double standard of mm-hmm. female artists. Why was she villainized? Exactly. T. T. The moral of the story is we need the women back in control of pop music. <laughs> That's my opinion. We, I miss the women uh, dominance on the charts. We at least need more balance. And I think th- there is hope. I think Ariana Grande has just released some bops lately. Yes, she has. Actually, Lady queen. Gaga's back. Lady Gaga. She's got that movie with Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born. Who else do we have? We have Halsey, who's tearing up the charts right now. I mean, we can't expect people to just all of a sudden stop listening to hip hop. Like, I love it myself. It's just, can people like understand that fantasy shouldn't be reality? You know? That's so true. And also, SZA. Let's talk about SZA. <gasps> oh my God! How did we get through this podcast without talking yes! about SZA? Oh what an amazing queen. Her music. It's so vulnerable, but SZA. everyone loves it. Guys love it. Girls love it because so it's vulnerable. vulnerable vulnerability man it just connects with people i've been listening to the weekend for since it came out i love that song let me tell you one person i'm obsessed with right now charlie xcx (gasps) she is really out there she does a lot of crazy wacky tech pop fusion music and so much of it is empowerment it's just having fun Okay, so I think the final takeaways from this episode are, guys, just, like, be mindful of what you're listening to. I mean, I need to be more mindful of what I'm listening to, just so I'm not a hypocrite. But, like, that's kind of the final takeaway. What's your favorite song right now? Lately, I've been listening to a lot of K-pop. I was blasting it out of my laptop at work today. Guys, listen to Outkast by South Club. It's an anthem right now. My favorite song, Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, The Shallow, From A Star Is Born. I'm yet to see A Star Is Born. I know that's terrible. You know, that's a whole other conversation because there's a lot of implications about misogyny and females in pop music with that movie. But with that said, this soundtrack is so good. Best love songs of the last 10 years. Thanks for listening to The Talk. We'd like to thank Allie Johnson, our podcast director. Joshy from SoundCloud for our music. The Glossberg Recording Studio. And all of our listeners out there. Till next Sunday. Bye. Bye, guys.